the Poet to Poet series. I'm your host, Dina Serrano. My guest today is Sandra Garcia Rivera. She's a very accomplished poet, a New Yorican poet, who's performed her works in the U.S., the Caribbean, and Europe. She's performed as a solo artist and alongside musical legends. She started writing poetry in the Mission District of San Francisco, inspired by local poetry master Pidi Thomas, who taught her that, quote, every child is born a poet, and every poet is a child, end quote. She holds an MFA in poetry from Antioch and has performed everywhere and is an activist with her poetry, serving as the curator of a literary series called Lunada. Bienvenidos and welcome, Sandra Garcia Rivera, to Cover to Cover, Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. It's a pleasure to have you. It's truly an honor to be here speaking with you today. Thank you so much, Nina. Well, I'm very excited about sharing your New Yorican-style poetry with Northern California listeners. I wonder if we could just start right off, plunge right in to your first poem. Okay, the first piece is called Reconstruction. A 15-round bout between Pedro and Piri while Papo smokes a J at ringside. Domino towers under a hazy Bronx sky at sunrise. Sofrito tongues tie obsession, piss, and pork in banana leaf wawanko. Tecato trees lean towards the street, uproot, swing through the garden gate, cracked concrete, frozen fire hydrants, subway grates, a hopscotch drop between bullets and cherry blossom flight, beef pack a pizza slice, your titi's thighs, staircase size, alcapurrias, chicken wings, razor stubble, neck sweat, goatee wearing, head wrap rocking, ghetto chic, cowrie shells and French tip nails, bacalao swimming under apartment doors, sticking to plaster walls, el super que nunca pasa el mapo, a crutch, a spear, arrow and bastón, la vo y el negro bembon, ramito y la verde rama, run back alley troubadour decimation, line lips, pen tips, mango, olive, coffee, spit, tembandumba la quimbamba, head spins, parole, electric boogie, heart, beat, and soul. You just heard Sandra Garcia Rivera reading her original work. Sandra, let's take that poem apart, because that is such a New Yorican poem. First, let's take the word New Yorican. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, New Yorican is a hybrid construct related to the experience of the Puerto Rican migration, specifically during the 1950s when there was a major exodus from Puerto Rico, kind of a, a, an economic exile. People needed to leave the island to find work. And in this migration and the workers in the manufacturing industry and the in the you know, hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans that came to the United States, obviously a hybrid identity started to form. Ni de aquí, ni de allá. Not from here, not from there. And so the New Yorican identity and title came as a response to empowering those writers, those artists, those young people and, and those migrants who now knew that there was something more to what that 
Puerto Rican island identity, and, and they were living it. And now there's a large and fabulous body of work of New Yorican poetry of which you are continuing to carry the torch. So let's take that poem apart. Pull out some of the little pieces and explain them. Well, I'll just start even by identifying some of the poets that are referenced or some of the artists that are referenced. When I say Pedro, I speak of Pedro Pietri and Piri as Piri Thomas. And Papo could be one of two characters. It could be Willy Perdomo who also goes by Papo, or it could be Jesus Papoleto Melendez. All of these are New Yorican poets and foundational to the work that exists now out there. Also, there's a reference to Ramito, who is the troubadour of Puerto Rico, one of the leading writers in troubadours. Yo soy un canario, un canario de amor, entre los cantantes, yo soy lo mejor. Eso sí, eso sí. And, and there's also La Voz, a reference to Hector Lavoe, and there's also El Negro Bembon, which is kind of a, a phrase from a song by Ismael Rivera. And then finally, there's a reference to Run from Run DMC, because I grew up from the hip-hop generation, and to be a New Yorican of my generation meant that you had all these New Yorican poet references, these salsa references, this decima reference, and hip-hop reference, including Tembandumba, La Quimbamba, is also a reference to Luis Pales Matos, one of the instrumental voices of Poesia Negroide of the Caribbean, which also relates to Nicolas Guillén and, and other writers. The, the whole African stream of Caribbean writers. Yes. So this poem, your style, your delivery, it's so marvelous. It wakes you up so that it just pulls you along in its rhythms. I see that music is something that propels you in your work. Music is a, a primary influence. I think as a city person, an urban person, I'm always surrounded by rhythm from the subways where I grew up to being of the first generation of, of hip-hop and rap music to a later end of salsa and the Willie Colón years and the Fania years. Music is definitely, and sound specifically, it's really important. Sometimes I will prioritize sound over a reference or a metaphor because the cadence is so important to me. What other poems have you brought us? You know, I'm seeing a trend here, so it looks like I wanted to focus on poems that had women as central characters or themes related to women and women's empowerment or social commentary related to a woman's experience. So I think that's what's happening today. Wonderful. So I'll share another poem. This one was written in San Jose a few years back, and it is in response to something I witnessed at the Martin Luther King Library, a gentleman watching videos on YouTube that were not very empowering, and hopefully you'll get the idea. This is called Looking for the Perfect Beat. He doesn't know I watch him. His favorite? The parking lot. Desert dry, dusty road slaps. Plays it over and over again. Can't get enough of this one girl kicked in the face. Silent fist smacking, hair screaming. In the air, legs flying, silent, blood seated in the library for one hour. Seeking, scanning, hiding, rewinding, looking for the perfect beatdown. Plays one after another. One woman beat on one. 
Two, three, beat on one. Four on the floor, beat on one. Raised fists in faces. Boots stomp bellies. Kick crotches. Hair rips, drips over raw knuckles. Skirts ride high above the thigh. In a futile struggle to withstand a blow to the head. By the fist, by the leg. Camera steady, ready, embedded. School buses fill fever pitch cheers. Send chills. Tribes align, gyrate in time, in silence. Each sister's soul, scarred, branded, and sold. Roll tape, beat one. Camera set to stun. Wonderful poem. What else have you got for us? Oh, wow, how fun. Yay, I love poetry readings. <laughs> and what's so great is that you brought poems about women, my favorite subject. Well, it is a central theme. I, I guess I write what I know or what I'm trying to figure out. So, given my experience riding the subways, I'm a public transportation person. I don't own a car. I've never owned a car. I did own a motorcycle once for a little while in San Francisco. But I do write a lot while I'm in transit and on transportation. And... I witnessed something on the subway once in exchange between a few girls in middle school where one was not being very nice to her friends. And this is what I wanted to tell her. This is called Ceremony for Six Train Trampoline Queen. Hey, little sister, stick your baby fat back in your dreams. Is there no ritual or rite of passage for a six train trampoline queen? Fourteen on the way to twenty-five, barely realizing you're alive, yet body of woman you behold, flashed like fruit in market, fresh sh 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 to be sold. Mango bursting belly, tender, dripping juice, barely slender over the waist of your skin-tight jeans, your breasts inverted tangerines, and you know it, Miss Sweet, wanna be sixteen. Will there be a quinceañera promenading purity down the block or a sexy and seventeen libido going nonstop? Any honor for you? Is there no clue of your potential or respect you are due? Hanging out with girls, easily impressed, you're nasty as you express unconsciously the image you project. No respect. Got the nerve to call your homegirl, stupid. Idiot, dummy, jerk. Yet who you to put your friend down playing big and bad on the underground? Your self-esteem's a glass pedestal, can fall and break, so fragile. Cause the minute she checks and responds, pssst, to hell with you. And then it's gone? We'll see who's got it going on. She'll have self-respect, she claimed, in spite of all the times you called her out her name. And what will be your claim to fame? Mira. Whatever happened to that little putita around the way? Yo, didn't she get pregnant while Johnny's girl was away? Gave herself to any guy who told her he'd stay. Bendito wore her womanhood like a mask in a play. I hope the shards aren't too small to stick together with glue. And when your homegirl's gone, hope you find a new crew. Mamita, let me give you one small clue. With womanhood, the physical, that's only one thing, boo. Strength of spirit and mind that gets you through. Divine hands make you a vehicle for life. Precious, disposable, lover or wife. 
Somamita start asking without further ado, where is the ceremony of womanhood for you? You're listening to the work of New Yorican poet Sandra Garcia Rivera. The musicality of your work is so strong. The musicality and the bilinguality and the biculturalism and the feminism, it also reveals you as an educator. You teach poetry, is that right? Yes, I do teach creative writing in San Francisco and the Bay Area. And do you draw a lot of inspiration from the students? Oh my goodness. Working with students is one of the most inspirational sources for poetry because you're in touch with humanity at its earliest, most raw and burgeoning experience. Our young people are open and experiencing everything that's going on in society. And they are teachers in so many ways. And so I love to work with young people. I work with middle school students and currently I'm working with high school students. And I'm so proud of my students. Talk about resilience. I look at what's happening in San Francisco, the changes, the economic disparities, and I work with the students who are still here, whose families are still here, and I listen to their stories, and I am honored to be able to, in a position to nurture their creativity and empower them to speak their voices and their truths. And has their work influenced your work? What I learn from their work mostly is how out of touch I am with music, with current expressions, and so that's part of part of my homework with them is I ask them to teach me, okay, what's the latest slang out there, and, and let's work with that, because they are the masters of their language. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from them, but stylistically, I try to be authentic to my own voice at the age that I am, because just like working with the students, I, I really don't want to fake the funk. I want to be who I am at this age, and that's changing every day hopefully or just growing what other poems have you brought i've got a few but i can share one more that i wrote as a for collaboration with a local jazz musician named brian andres who is a traps drummer i work with different musicians around the bay area both in bands and then just in collaboration and with brian andres as a trap drummer he wanted to work with me and see what kind of dialogue we could have so i wrote a piece that's kind of in the genre of jazz poetry but i think it's still me so it's called take the moment take the moment and swallow a cloud erupt in a fountain of staccato similes Shatter tinsel tunes, grind rhyme into syncopated static, tuned in twilight, tongue twisted. Pierce the wind, wield a steeple song, duel a dancing rainbow, deliver dragon secrets upon the breath of pristine pages, blown through whispering windows. Take the moment. Let the drum take the lead. Do it now. Do it today, as if the drum depended on it, as if the cymbal would crash, fall from the sky, a bolt of glass. Unsilence the snare, hummingbird in a cage, wings a frenzy, ball bearings bound beneath the skin, arthritic and swollen, unable to roll, unable to roll across, unable to roll across the tide. Take the moment, as if the skin depended on it, the Tom Dick and the hairy brush of time, floating without the weight 
sweet of desire without the flame of fever. Oh, fever, you give me fever. Fiebre pa tocar, fiebre, you give me fever, baby. Como la Lupe, como Mongo, como Tito. Because if the Thames had never skinned the surface of history, never dove into the depths of hibiscus mines, de parcha, de acerola, and if the bell depended on it, if the cows never came home, if the fat lady sang, jumped over the moon, and the little boy laughed out loud, <laughs> and had enough to eat, if everyone had enough to eat, and the drum was free, and there was no need for chemical cream to stand under the rays of sun, and no need for sons to fight against other sons, and if the drum was a battle cry, and each barril was a womb, and each womb contracted in clave, a six, eight, or three, two, or two, three, or one, ten, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and if the double Dutch rope kept the time, and if we take that moment, and the drum could save a life, and each bullet was a pandero, un barril, una timba, a djembe, each bullet, un conguito, each bullet, a chorus of heartbeats in the chest of the sky, a bata in the rainforest night, and each hand that touched a skin was a healer, the thump, bump, stroll, roll, tap, slap, the boom, bap, a canyon echo, a conversation with ancestors, a portal, a ripple on the surface of a sleeping pond or a geyser, a plume of prayers releasing a thousand bats to extinguish the blast, a throat, each vocal cord, the bass, the seguidor, the pulse, the infinite length of a line in all directions, each point a heartbeat, on, going. And if the drum took the lead, would we follow? And where would we go? Take the moment, release the noose, pierce the wind. Wield a steeple song, duel a dancing rainbow, bathe in cymbal crashes, deliver dragon secrets upon the breath of pristine pages, splash wings upon glistening silver night, baptize the stars in soul. Thank you. I wonder what you have as your final poem. Wow, that's a great question. I think I'll do something a little more intimate, a little more personal. I come from the school or the era of writing where there's a lot of encouragement for women to speak their truths. People like Audre Lorde and Sonia Sanchez and Sandra Maria Esteves and Maya Angelou and Lorna de Cervantes or Anabachan, Aurora Levins Morales. These are all inspiring poets for me. And so I take a chance and I speak my own truth at this age and time in my life. And this is the only reference you need to know is the initials SP are for Sylvia Plath. And this is called Barren Woman. Chopping it up in the kitchen, fluorescent lights, Wednesday noon, I told her I'd dropped down to 101. Stress and heartache, best weight loss program around. Free, too. She looked me up and down, asked, You barren? I thought, barren? Wow, she's bold, popping a question like that in the middle of the day, hardly know her in front of the coffee machine. Me? A child? And I thought about it for a while, and I felt proud that someone actually thought it possible for me to be in the practice, in the body, able to actually bear a child in my body. And I fantasized in that moment or three that I was bearing a gift, 
barren fruit, persimmons or a basket of tangerines, barren witness to my belly growing, while I, all these days, had been burying the dream of ever having a child. And in that split second, or three, that the universe was planting a seed in me, I did a double take in my brain, repeated the question to make sure I heard it right. Did you ask if I was bearing? And she said, no. I asked if you were barren. And with that one slant and inflection, I was drop-kicked out of the fantasy, the script flipped, planted back in reality to the coffee drip of the kitchen, back to the life she read so well. Barren? Really? Hadn't heard that term since I read the poem by S.P. And wasn't that 1962 or 63? How cold a consonant, how cruel a vowel can be. Do people still actually use that word? Hadn't it fallen out of fashion, dropped right out of the dictionary? Sure wish it had. Sure wish. What a moving poem. Thank you. I want to leave people with your song, because you're also a musician. You don't just write musical poetry, but you actually sing music. So we're going to close with your rendition of Sueño, 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 a traditional Puerto Rican song as played by Yerba Buena. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandra Garcia Rivera.
This next poem is by me, Nina Serrano. It's called Welcome Immigrant Children. Bienvenidos. Immigrant children, bienvenidos. We are deeply sorry that our tax dollars, controlled by corporate elites, drove you from your family and your homeland. We open our hearts, our arms, our nurseries, our schools, our playgrounds, our sports fields, our youth programs, our after-school programs for your healthy development for your growing minds, for your creative spirits. Welcome, children. May you find safe beds, affectionate adults to guide you, nutritious food, toys and tools to stretch your imagination. Children are born to be happy. May you fulfill your dreams. just heard my poem, Welcome, Immigrant Children, Bienvenidos. I am accompanied by Edgardo Cambon on percussion and voice, Diana Gameros on voice and guitar, Charlie Girk on sax, and Jose Roberto Hernandez on guitar and voice. To hear more of my work, you can go to ninaserrano.com, N-I-N-A-S-E-R-R-A-N-O dot com. Thank you so much for listening to Cover to Cover, Open Book, Poet to Poet. And if you're in jail or in the hospital, know that we're sending you best wishes. Have a very pleasant afternoon.
Here's another community-powered announcement from KPFA. The Women's Therapy Center invites you to a night full of laughs at their stand-up comedy benefit featuring Vijay Nathan on Friday, March 13th at 7 p.m. at the David Brower Center in Berkeley. Proceeds will benefit the Women's Therapy Center, a local nonprofit which provides mental health services to low-income women, couples, and the LGBT community. The David Brower Center is located at 2150 Alston Way in Berkeley. For tickets and more information, visit www.womenstherapy.org or call 510-524-4822. Again, that's 510-524-4822. 